The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. Hello, Joe Franz here for the Novak and Franz Show. I'm with CJ Schumar. How's it going? And Taylor Cooper, the president of the Might Be News Network. What's up, everybody? Novak's not here today, but I want to share a very important message. It's a fix. It's all in the cards. Everything you ever do is written. What do I mean by that? All right, let's 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 really get into this. There, there are things in life that we take for granted that we feel are will live in we feel certain things will live throughout eternity. We feel that some people are immortal. Okay, like like okay, look at Michael Jackson's thriller. There is a work of art that is eternal. I mean, look at one of Mozart's symphonies, or look at look at the movie Goodfellas, or classic entertainment like The Little Rascals. You know, look up at the sun and the moon and the stars and contemplate the universe. Those things are always there, right? But think about the creators of all the art that we enjoy. Think about that for a second. Think about Michael Jackson. Every time he sang Thriller was one less time that he would ever sing it. There's a finite amount of times that Bruce Lee would ever throw a punch. And every punch that he threw brought him that much closer to zero. Um, you know, there, there, what does that mean to you and me? Like normal people like us. People who haven't created works of art that will live throughout the ages. What does that mean for us? Are you talking about like destiny? I'm not talking about destiny. I'm talking about the fact that everything you do is a limited, a limited, finite amount of times you will ever do them. For example, when you kiss your wife in the morning, mm-hmm. every time you do that is one less time you will be able to kiss her. It's very depressing. It is. <laughs> it is. It's tragic. But you're right. You're right. You're totally right. And every time you look at uh, every time you look at the sun and the moon and the stars, that's one less time you'll you'll be able to see them and take that in and contemplate the mysteries of the universe. I mean, just just think about that, you know. And and most people will say, "Oh, well, that means you just have to go out and you have to enjoy every minute to the fullest. You have to really just enjoy and embrace life. You can't enjoy every moment of life. It's fucking impossible." Life is full of tragedy and angst and pain and suffering and dilemmas that we have to deal with. It's impossible to enjoy it. So what am I saying? What do we make of all this? What do we make of the fact that, that, that you know, that every time Bruce Lee threw a punch, it was one less punch. Every time Michael Jackson sang Thriller, it was one less time that he would ever sing. And every time we hold the hands of a loved one or watch one of our favorite movies, it's one less time we'll be able to get to enjoy that. What am I saying? What I'm saying is maybe we can cheat death and fate just a little bit. Maybe we can sneak in just one extra little kiss on the cheeks of our loved ones every morning. You know, maybe rather than, you know, that, that social obligation you have at work, that stupid company party that no one ever wants to fucking go to. Maybe you tell everybody you're sick and you stay home and you put your arm around someone that you love and you watch your favorite movie with them. Or maybe you go out on a moonlit walk and look up at the stars and think about the magnitude of the universe one last time. Maybe we can all get one over on fate. Look at the stars maybe 50 more times. Get in a thousand more kisses or listen to Michael Jackson's thriller maybe 10 more times. 
I'm Joe Franz. This is the Novak and Franz show. Let's go to the lines. Oh, by the way, did I say Novak isn't with us? Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> and you know he's not with us because he would have talked by now. <laughs> hello, caller. Um, hello. It's very nice to speak to you. I, I wanted to tell you that I didn't die. I'm still throwing punches at Steve McQueen's grave. <laughs> well, did you know how Steve McQueen died? It's a very tragic story. He died of mesothelioma. I killed him. I, ki- oh, did you? I killed him. You won't see it on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're asbestos. Oh, that's right, baby. So, uh, so I'm as best as I can be. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, my God. 130 pounds of Chinese dragon glory. You do sound like Bruce Lee. Are you Chinese? Uh, no, I'm a ghost, so I have no nationality, but my identity is fluid, like water. I see. Um, <clears throat> what, uh, what is uh, Bruce Lee's favorite drink? Blood of my victims. You might think it's blood of your victims, but it's actually water. Well, just, uh, I have a contentious relationship with water. You might know I punched it when I was a young man, and that was how our big arguments about water started. Yes, so. I know, and the water disseminates in all ways. Therefore, that uh, you know, you, you cannot actually hit water. Sometimes you have to go through or around your opponent. I'm familiar with the works of Bruce Lee. Caller, what is your point? You have five seconds. The point is, don't mistake the pie slice for the whole pie. Uh, thank you. That was very well said. Next caller. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Right, was, so this is an interesting start to this yeah, whole thing. That was the first. Uh, we've never had a ghost on the show before. <laughs> I know. You know, UFOs <laughs> last time, ghosts this time. That was the nuttiest call we've ever gotten. <laughs> All right, here we go to the next call. Hello, caller. Welcome to the hey, Novak and Franz Show. Going? Hey, good. What's on your mind? Uh, not much. I, uh, I was wondering, actually, if the Mayhags Dream Seller Tour uh, videos that never like were ever seen to the public will ever be released. Yeah, I have tons of those. And so, um, yeah, that... <clears throat> That tour was riddled with problems, and uh, most of them had to do with uh, drugs and alcohol. Um, so, yeah. you know, I, I what about what about your stand what about your stand up routine that was uh, so nicely discussed <laughs> on Radio Band that we never got to hear your uh, <laughs> yay boo yay boo yeah yeah I had uh, for the for the listeners who aren't familiar with that I had what was purposefully the most awkward stand up act known to mankind, where I would get up and actually wow. read from a piece of paper. Funniest radio show ever. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I would fail to make eye contact with the audience and stuff like that, and actually went over as intended. People were actually laughing at me and not at the jokes I was making, which, you know, that was the intent. But, um, yeah, so I have probably about 600 hours, uh, probably a little bit more of unreleased and unseen CKY-related footage dating from – the you know late 1990s to the mid uh, 2000s, and so as time goes on, what I intend to do is now that we have CKY HD in the can, come 2020, 
Um, I'm going to be releasing those on Blu-ray, and I'm going to be offering people something very, very special uh, for pre-orders, and that is I'm going to allow people to have their names in the credits of the movie if they pre-order. Um, it's, you know, and then, then they're going to get the Blu-rays and everything's going to be autographed by, you know, a lot of the CKY guys. It's going to be a really, really cool thing. And so that's going to come out. Once I release all that, then I'm going to work on releasing the unreleased footage. And I know what people are saying. Well, just do it all at once. It's like, I only have so many hours in a day and, um, you know, there's not a pot full of money sitting there waiting for me to spend it. I have to figure out a way for me to pay my bills while I do all this stuff. So I hope that that's a very long answer to a very short question. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Joe. And I'll, I'll let a lot of other callers get through because uh, I know it took, it took me about 15 calls to try to get through because I'm a big fan. I've always wanted to talk to you guys. And uh, my wife, I asked one last question really quick before yeah. I get out of here. My wife, my wife has been yelling at me because I've never seen the show Dexter before on HBO. And I finally got, finally caved in, got a Netflix subscription. I'm starting Dexter season one today. I know it's eight seasons long. So you guys recommend it or never seen it or <coughs> Here's, I go with it? Okay, without, I've never seen it. Yeah. It falls off towards the end, but it's it's overall a good show in my opinion. Yeah, I, I love the production value and the concept, but here's my problem with Dexter. Um, you know, you're familiar with the concept. He's a, um, what do you call a, a forensologist or whatever? You know, he's a, a forensic so, scientist. Yeah, blood splatter expert. He's a, yeah. blood, he's a blood splatter uh, analyst. Yeah, for, yeah uh, that my wife gave me the whole rundown of it before I get going. So yes. I think I and you so, guys the experts so give me that opinion. And so the, the, the point of the thing is that he's also a, a psychotic man on the inside, and he is actually enjoying exploring these crimes. And so he's going after the people who commit the crimes, taking the vengeance that the, the, that the courts, uh, you know, the, the, the justice that the, that the courts could never um, uh, visit upon the perpetrators of the crimes. Now, the thing is, and this isn't really a spoiler because it happens like 28 fucking times an episode. Uh -uh. But what happens is he eventually goes and confronts these criminals. And a lot of them are very big and muscular and strong and angry. And he always kicks their ass. He's this skinny little pussy wimpy scientist. And he always it grabs him by the pressure point. Like a big tough guy, six and a half feet tall. This little squirt will like grab him by the wrist, twist their armor. Oh, 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 stop, please. Oh, yeah, well, you're going to stop being mean to everybody, see? Oh, oh, I'll do anything. Stop. It's so it's so stupid. And he does, I would like the show a lot more if, okay, if you've seen Charles Bronson in Death Wish, part of the great thing is he loses a lot of the fights. He fucking gets shot. He doesn't know what he's up against going after these super, you know, these, these fucking criminals, these street thugs. And he gets his ass kicked all over the place trying to seek vengeance on the on the on the world of crime. And it's like Dexter, no one touches him. He doesn't so much as get his hair must. It's bullshit. Uh, but as a great production value and the acting's awesome. And if you don't mind the fact that it's completely unbelievable and uh, gets unfun by around uh, episode, five. I don't know. Maybe it picks up later. I. I I liked it. I looked at the characters. I wanted to see who's in it because I'd never seen it before and she's making me starting to watch it. So I looked at the characters and what drew me into it that it says Dexter's dead. Uh, it shows who Dexter's dad is and it's Raider from Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat movies. So that drew me right away to play it. So I oh, just, hell I'm yeah. like, all right, I'll, I'll go. 
I'll go watch it. But uh, <laughs> I'll let you guys take all the calls. Bronze, big fan. I uh, wish Novak was there to say hello, but uh, I'll be listening to this uh, whenever you guys post it. Uh, take care, guys. Thanks again. Yeah. Dexter was a decent show. Yeah, did you? Did, did it? So, uh, I didn't finish it, but I the, the the first I watched. I think uh, what did I see? The first four seasons. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was okay. And, but I, I hear that it got really shitty. I the love end. the acting and the production value and the cinematography. Yeah. I mean, it was all beautiful. But Do you watch any shows right now? Like, is there any shows right now that you're into? I'm watching Riverdale. That's what Jackie's in there yeah, watching right yeah, now. Yeah, Riverdale. Oh, really? My wife is watching Riverdale <laughs> yeah. as we speak. Yeah, Riverdale. Riverdale's a great show. Um, you know, there was the, the <laughs> there was the one season with the motorcycle gang. Things got a little heavy heavy handed with that. But you know, you got to appreciate the whole Archie universe, right? So it you know it began what like in the 1940s, right. and it was this super wholesome thing. Now, Archie, Archie made they did the smartest thing that a comic book could do is they made deals with the supermarkets and they said, we're not going to keep the Archie comic books with the rest of the comic books. We're going to give you your own comic book stands. We're going to pay for them and we're going to put them in the, the, the checkout aisle where the candy is. Right. And the supermarket owners were like, well, thanks for paying for all this stuff, but you're not going to sell there because you know, the, the kids always gravitate towards the comic books while their moms shop. They said, no, there's too much competition there. If we keep the comic books here while the moms are waiting in the line, the kid's going to pick one up. These are not expensive comics. They're very cheap. They're only a couple cents. The mom will buy it for the kid to shut them the hell up. And if the kid reads part of it, he's going to want to read the rest of it when he goes home. And so they had this great distribution. So then in the 70s, you had, remember the Archie's band, Sugar, do-do-do-do-do, yeah, yep. right? So they launched the Archie's band in conjunction with the Archie 70s Saturday morning cartoon. Mm-hmm. You had Sabrina the Witch. You had um, um, Josie and the Pussycats, yep. the Pussycats in Outer Space. So you had all these great Saturday morning cartoons. They reinvented themselves. At the same time, they began to take the old Archie comics and put them in the Archie Comics digests. So you had different ones of starring different characters. You had, you know, they were just recycled comics, but you had Jughead, Betty and Veronica, Archie's pals and gals. You had all this stuff. But then a couple years back, every every the comic book industry is going crazy. All the sales are falling off, so they reinvented it. There's one universe where like uh Archie is like a vampire slayer or something like that. There's another, there's another series where he married. Betty, there's another series where he married Veronica, and then they then they 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 went balls out and created Riverdale. And oh my God, you want to see epic drama? You remember the old nine hundred two and zero from the nineties? This is times one thousand. Yeah, it's, teenagers it's making wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. I've only seen a few episodes, and I've seen I've I've listened to episodes from over here while she's watching it over there. And uh, I always make fun of Jughead. He's just like the 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 visual of teenage angst. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoever the actor is, like it's just the visual of teenage angst. Yeah, he's a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, looks like we got another caller. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Novak and Franz show, minus Novak. Caller. <laughs> caller. I, I think, oh, here we go. Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Holy shit, I can't believe this work. I can curse, right? Oh, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Please do. 
All right. So I, my question was, uh, obviously, Novak's not there and the rest of the crew's not there. But I would like to know you guys' thoughts on how the whole Bam Margera, like Viva La Bam movement and everybody in the crew kind of influence a lot of the YouTubers that are kind of like taking over right now. Because like, if you look at David Dobrik, he's kind of like a Bam Margera. He's always fucking with his friends and, every, and there's always like an antic or something going on. Like, don't you think that, like, you guys had a major influence and in right now what's really moving in YouTube and other mediums? Well, that was very insightful of you. Before the days of the Internet, um, there, uh, you know... There was the, the whole big, bo- and the big Brother movement and whatnot, yes. and, and the antics were happening, but you had to go out and actually find it. Yes, like, I and live the in thing Puerto was, Rico, before so there were... Obviously, like... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, before there were viral videos, what you would do is you would get two VCRs and you would tape a video onto another blank video cassette and give it to a friend. So, back then, you had one that was very, very popular. It was called the Whiskey Video. And there was this crew, I forget where they were, but they were doing crazy stuff, breaking bottles on each other's heads and stuff like that. They weren't really skateboarding, they were just fucking up their houses and their vehicles and their bodies by doing drunken antics. Yeah, kind of like what the Dukesons do, like, you know. Yes, yes. And so between that, you had, like, a lot of the CKY influences were, like, Bob, um, Bob Saget's Funniest Home Videos, old old Candid Camera and stuff like that. So this was a time when uh, America first started getting their hands on video cameras and you could actually, pr- you know, pr- produce your own stuff. And so... As time went on, uh, you know, YouTube comes out and there was a lot of people who have tried to recreate what this what the CKY crew always did. And it's always kind of fallen by the wayside because they could never have uh, they, they could never cr- create a way to brand it except um, for, you know, I, I got uh, what's 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 the guy's name? That's too stupid to die, Zach. Uh, oh, Zach ass. Yeah, yeah, Zach ass over on too stupid to die. So finally, you had you know Kyler Vick and Zach and all these guys who uh, came together and, and finally created a new uh, a new crew, which you know which which could really be considered the new uh, the new generation of of jackass and CKY guys. So yes, you know you're you're absolutely right. I mean the the the, the roots of this whole viral video thing is deep rooted back in the days of VHS. Yeah. Cause like it, I, I, I'm thinking about it now and I'm going like, you know, imagine Johnny and like bam and everybody having a YouTube channel and like, you know, there being only one channel for the Jackass, but everybody having their separate channel. I think that like the longevity of all the antics and everything would have been like, a lot bigger. Jess Mar- know, Jess Margera disagrees with you. Jess Margera disagrees with you. He says that if Jackass, if CKY and Jackass would have come out five years later, it would have all fallen by the wayside and got lost in the mix. And yeah, there would have been a couple people who cared, but generally, um, you know, looking at the volume of funny cat videos and and you know that kind <laughs> of a thing, it, it would have fallen by the wayside. And I, quite frankly, I got to agree with him. One of the special things about what we created is not that it's what we did was not the craziest shit out there. It's not. It's very tame by today's standards. But the fact that we were the only ones 
uh, doing it that, th- that we're able to put it out. Yeah. Yes. And our distribution, that was the thing. It's like, you know, look, there was a lot of fucking funny people. I mean, you know, you can see talented, you want to see talented people go to a Starbucks, look at the people in front of their fucking laptops. But a lot of times those are voices that will often go unheard. They are the tree that will fall on the forest without creating a noise because no one will hear. So what BAM did was bring us the distribution, which was, which, you know, was given rise to by uh, his you know, all the skating that he was doing. Um, so Bam created the fucking distribution model, which got it selling millions of copies of mom and pop skate shops that, you know, so, um, you know, it was, it was a very special thing and it was a very special time and, you know, one that could never be created. And that's one of the reasons it's considered a classic series is because that was, that was, there was other people doing this stuff at the time. But between us and the Big Brother videos, those were the ones that really shone through. And by the way, caller, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Are you sure this isn't Rake Yon? No. No. No, 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 I'm a big fan, man. I'm from Puerto Rico. I've been following you guys like for years now. I'm I'm a veteran fan of you guys. And I literally just pulled up on Facebook and I saw the number. I was like, no way. I'm so going to try to call and just ask a nerdy question but i'm a big fan and big supporter of you guys man oh thank you so much and, and what um what what um what's your favorite thing about living in puerto rico my favorite thing about living, living in puerto rico uh man the women oh really the women are just it's, it's great I mean, we had the whole hurricane thing and, and situation was a little bit dicey uh down here for a while and stuff and now everything's like picking back up but it's 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 always cool man there's always something to do at any time you know there's certain areas in the u.s that after like 10 o'clock like everything dies and here there's a, a party going on 24 7 i remember this one time when i went to prom and the area that we were having the prom we skipped out and we went to go to, to this bar to have a drink I was so fucked up, and we were hanging out with these dudes, and this guy was like just Bam's fucking twin, and I was fucking around with my friends so bad. I was like, "Dude, that's Bam Margera, bro. That's Bam Margera." And they fucking believed that shit. <laughs> but like, Nitro Circus has been down here, I believe, and whatnot. I don't know. I, I believe that some of the guys from Jackass have been down here. Is there but is there a lot of cocaine? There's always something to do. Is there a lot of cocaine in Puerto Man, Rico? Of course. There's a lot of cocaine. There's a lot of guns. There's anything. We got a bunch of you know. There's corruption anywhere, man. You pick. Really? Is that is that, is that true? What what, type, <laughs> what what um what what kind of guns are the most common? Uh, like like uh rifles? Like uh, do they have uh? Are there I mean, are there a lot of full automatic stuff there, or, or are they all semi- around they- here? They do have the big guns, but what usually tends to go around the streets are the Glocks. You know, uh, everybody's got a Glock around here. Yeah. Anything else that you know needs any bigger resolution, you you get a big ass gun. But around here, the the trafficking of like illegal firearms is huge, and it's stupid because the gun law are so fucking like in order for you to get a gun here you need a grant and a lot of time and patience because it's a long process to get a legal firearm here however you could just pop up anywhere and just try to get an illegal gun and pretty much if you know somebody who knows somebody you get your hands on one so the glocks are popular i thought the taurus uh, the taurus was the brand down there no Fuck no, man. There's this rapper, man. He's in jail right now. He's called Kendo Caponi. He he was a big rapper here in Puerto Rico. And he made a song about the Glock. And that just became like the international criminal's go-to gun. Everybody's got a fucking Glock. 
Right. You can put the chip on it and put it automatically, and the, you can hear it sometimes in certain like bad areas at night. Just the everywhere, man. Yeah, it's like yeah. There, there's there's actually ways to trick out, and not that I would condone that anyone do this. As a matter of exactly. fact, no, I advise against it. But, but there's ways to actually take a string and turn your semi-automatic into a full automatic gun. It's fucking crazy. I've never well, seen it done stupid. in like person. The mods but. and all that shit they fucking do. Yeah. No, I, just, I don't know. I'm a law-abiding citizen. You know, I'm just paying my taxes. Strictly by the book. Um, <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm a good, good Christian man. You know what I'm saying? That's, I, I that's what we're talking about. Jackass and all that thing. Everybody knows that Jackass is like super Christian, you know. <laughs> I, yes, everyone does know that the jackass guys are super cool. I don't know what All right, well, anyway, hey, thanks exactly. for calling so much. Evil, man. <laughs> no problem, man. Hey, Thank you guys, and keep rocking out, man. Yeah, God, uh, God bless you, and thanks for calling, man. We really appreciate hearing from you. All right, bro, take care. That's always interesting when you talk to somebody from a different country. I didn't, I didn't know that about the Glocks. I didn't know they were such, you know. Ron's just giving people tips on turning. Uh, hey, take a string. <laughs> yeah. Google this. Well, I would never, you know, <laughs> condone anyone doing that. No, but it is amazing. Like for example, it's crazy when we um, we outlawed the bump stocks. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't need an actual bump stock to to create that. You can actually just, you know, you can actually hold the gun up to your body in such a way where it can mimic the action of an automatic gun. Right. It's actually one of the worst ways to waste ammunition. You're not, um, I mean, if you, you know, if you're pretty good at aiming, you can hit a series of targets in a row a lot better. You know, in the movies, if you have a, an automatic weapon, you, you know, they always have this, you know, there's 10 guys coming at you. The guy just sprays, brrr, they all fall down. That is not happening. There, there is no <laughs> Breaking Bad Walter White ending with the the machine gun. Just remember, I would yeah, spray yep. the fucking inside of that. That doesn't happen. Uh, you know how you hit the most targets is you just you know you you're able to concentrate on one at a time, slowly squeeze the trigger, move on to the next one. Very easy, actually. Uh, next caller. Hello, caller. Hello. Welcome to the Novak and Franz show. Without Novak. Yo, dog. Dude, holy shit. Dude. Nice to talk to you. We've been trying for like 10 minutes. Cool. Uh, what, what's on your uh, mind? <laughs> um, well, I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> me, and my, me and my friends, like, uh, make, like, funny videos, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you follow uh, my account, too. Oh, I know. What's your account? Like I've been watching you guys since I was like so little. Yeah. So what? What's your most outrageous stunt on your a collection of home videos? Um, I uh, I put a oh, needle in a Nerf gun and smoke. shot it in my ass. Oh yeah. Oh really? And uh, do you smoke yeah, weed? Yeah. And also, uh, wait. Do, do you smoke weed? My friend did it in his mouth. Your friend did what in whose mouth? That's disgusting. He uh, he uh, he shot a needle through his mouth, uh. his cheek, and um, <laughs> like, and we did like we do like Rockies and stuff to our friends too. Were you were you guys smoking weed today? Uh, no, but we were yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> What's um? Do you have like favorite kinds of weed, or like do you just smoke like whatever's available? Like, you know, because cause there's some weed connoisseurs. Some guys are like, oh, like the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the indica. Some guys like the sativa. So, Maui, you know, wow. I don't really like indica because it makes me, like, really sleepy. Sativa. Oh, you like the sativa down there? Yeah. Yeah, it's a 
Yeah, my friend, yeah. Where do you normally get weed? Is it, is it like, I mean, do you get it like from friends or it's like, do you, do you know someone who grows it? How do you normally get it? Um, well, my friend, uh, yeah, my friend, his name is Trevor. He's uh, like a Don't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> says his name. Well, Trevor grows weed. Yeah, okay. Mission accomplished. So how much, how much, and I know that, uh, you know, uh, that Trevor is a misnomer. You would obviously never use his real name, but, um, how much yeah, weed yeah, does he no, grow at no, one time? Not his real name. Of course not. And how much weed does he grow at one time? Does he um... I, I don't know, dude. Are we talking hydro, or or does he like put it in those plastic construction buckets? Yeah, he puts it in like weird pillow containers, and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. but like, what's the law, yo, dude? This is actually crazy, dude. Like, I've been literally watching you like all your shit for so long. What's the most? What's the biggest bong hit you ever did? Um, well, actually, my friend Trevcar49, he, like, I first, like, I got high with him once, and, like, for the first time, and he made me suck it in, like, for, like, 15 Makes seconds. So he sucked it in? So you sucked it in for 15 seconds? Yeah, and then he made me clear it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you sucked it in, then you cleared it? Yeah. <laughs> That's rugged. Yeah. Well, Lay, uh, thanks no, again for I your call. We really Haggard appreciate like it. Every day. Oh, really? What's your favorite part of Haggard? Um. Dude, wait, wait, wait. Who's the called? dude? Who's screaming in the background? Get him on. I'm gonna talk to him. <laughs> That's my friend Jordan. Yeah, get Jordan on the phone. Let's talk to Jordan. Yo, Jordan, they want to talk. What's up? Yo, Jordan, tell us, dude. I think I think your friend's lying. I think he smokes way more weed than he's telling us. What do you think? Just tell us the truth. Uh, I don't know, man. He, he, <laughs> we smoked a lot of weed, bro. I smoked a lot yesterday. <laughs> I got fucked up a little bit. Wait, how can you I still be high my, from yesterday? I broke yesterday? my iPhone. <laughs> Wait, how did you break the iPhone? <laughs> I I got mad because I was, like, not getting high anymore, and then my phone wouldn't charge, <laughs> and then I had to, like, I got angry, and it slammed on the floor. I know. I I've done the same thing. Through. This yeah. eight hundred dollar iPhone's just down the drain now. Well, dude, you know sometimes you got to do these things, man. I mean, right for sure. That's what I tell everybody else. I know, and they don't believe you when you tell them. It's like, dude, you got to break your iPhone when you can't get high enough. That's what I always say. Well, well, listen. Do you have any parting words? Any good stories? I mean, you you've been hanging uh, out with any can chicks I lately? Shout out my uh, account. Yeah, dude. All right, shout out to my stun account, DSV Stunts. No, dsv.stunts on Instagram. Well, you heard it right here on the Novak and Franz show. Thank you so much. And w- uh, when was the last Dude, time you had sex? Thank you. Last what? Time, when was the last time you had sex? Uh, I'm 16. Oh. So only yeah. with yourself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've never. Okay. Yeah. Um, change the subject. Right. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, callers. Try that for your next Dude, thank you On so the listener-friendly Novak and Franz show. <laughs> thank you. All right, let's take a break. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right now we're going to go to a break, and it's music to our ears, 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 ears. 
So you've been listening to the Might Be News Network, but you still can't get enough each week? Become our patron on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash MBN Network to become a patron and get exclusive content now. For as little as $5 per month, you'll get access to extended episodes of all your favorite shows, as well as perks including MBN merch and monthly giveaways. Just want to support the network? Become a patron for as much or as little as you'd like. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. Two hours of bonus content each week guaranteed. Your contributions will help make the Might Be News Network bigger and better than ever before. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that was uh, the commercial for Gaylord, which I believe is a 1962 uh, commercial <laughs> for a pup called Gaylord, who was the predecessor to Digger the Dog, and it was available at Ideal. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that was that was Gaylord. So I recommend everyone go out on eBay and get one of those. And we're going to go right to the lines here on the Might Be News Network on the Novak and Franz show. Hello, caller. Hi, this is Kat. Hi, Cat. How are you? Cat, Cat? Great. How are you guys? Good. <laughs> Is this Cat from, uh, like, you listen to Relatable Radio and stuff? Rhode Island Cat? Yes, it is. What up, Cat? Yes. Hey, Cat. What's up? Cat's <laughs> <laughs> on our Patreon. All right. Oh. Oh, you're, oh, oh, okay. You're on the Patreon. Now, I know a cat from that area. Mm-hmm. Are you the same cat that I know? Yes. Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> how you been no it's been a long time since i've seen you uh was the nova yeah. the uh ming hags dream seller tour you you were nice enough to show up she's thinking about what a fucking train wreck novak was and she's like yeah and i total regret it um so uh, so what do you have to um, so share with I, us today cat well this is like my 130th call to you guys. It took so long. <laughs> well, well, thank you. It means a lot to uh, us that uh, you're, you know, you're willing to persevere through such trying uh, <laughs> times. <clears throat> um, so I had a quick question for you, Joe. Yes. Um, what is your favorite universal classic monster movie? The Wolf, uh, the Wolfman. Absolutely, okay. 100%. Yeah, I, I love Lon Chaney Jr., um, he was able to, you know, so 
of course, his father was the man of a thousand faces, Lon Chaney, in the silent days of motion pictures. And so, you know, Lon Chaney Jr., his, his father really didn't want him to go into show business, and he wanted to do it. And um, he was a very depressed, tragic man. Uh, he was a severe alcoholic. And so he was given his big, uh, you know, his first breakout role was of Mice of Men. He played Lenny. And he was so good at it. But unfortunately, he kind of got typecasted as like a dope. And he kind of wanted to be a a leading man. You know, he was handsome. He was tall. He was strong. And, um, you know, it took him a, a couple years before he got the, the, the lead in The Wolfman. And that movie really affected me. Uh, as a child, I grew up in a very abusive household. And so the idea that someone could transform into a monster... Um, at the sight of a full moon, it, it intrigued me because to me it was a symbol for uh, angry, for anger that adults had towards children. And so, but he was able to play that character with such sympathy and empathy and, and, and such heart. I mean, you really, you really felt the tragedy in his life. And I, I think that there was so much tragedy in his personal life that it went through. Later on in life, when he played the mummy, um, it got so bad with his alcoholism that he would actually begin drinking by about 10 a.m. And when they would apply his makeup for the monster scenes, he would actually put hold the bottle of whiskey in his hand and put a straw in his mouth and start sipping. And mm-hmm. I, I, I read a um, an interview with one of the crew members, and he said that, Right, right around the early afternoon, he would, because of his kidneys and his liver were just doing so much work that he would, his pores would ooze like a dark sweat that really stank. And he would have this handkerchief and he would mop off the layers of, uh, of, of slime and sweat from his fucking face. And he said the, the handkerchief would stink, you know. And um, I don't think it was his last film. But it was a very remarkable film. One of his last, it was Spider Baby. And that's where, um, you know, if you've seen Rob Zombie's films, that's exactly where he kind of pulled uh, his, uh, the, the strangeness of his films, that, that kind of otherness, is that movie Spider Baby. You know, he kind of went back to playing Lenny from the original Of Mice and Men. And um, he ended up, you know, it's basically this fucking house full of people who are essentially, you know, murderous freaks. And actually the one guy from um, uh, The Hills Have Eyes, that's how he got started. And a couple couple Mm -hmm. other people who are very famous in the horror circuit these days. Um, So anyway, that was was a terribly long answer. (laughs) Who's your favorite? Um, I would probably say Boris Karloff as Frankenstein, mm-hmm. but, um, I know I was scared shitless as a kid, uh, because of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, I yeah. watched that when I was way too young and it scared me so much and living in the ocean state, like going to the beach or anything. I thought that it was like anywhere, but. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, <clears throat> there was a story associated with that original Frankenstein. I can't remember who it was that, that they called. I can't remember who was the producer, 
or the writer or the director. But one of the one of the, the higher up crew members got a call in the middle of the night on the premiere of that movie. And the caller said, and he said, hello, you know, you know, naturally you think it's an emergency when someone calls you that late. And the caller said, now you listen, I can't sleep tonight because of that film. And I'll be damned if I'm going to let you sleep. You know, that really was <laughs> a very haunting film. And, and you know, I, I love the, uh, the presence of, uh, of Igor, um, how, he's, mm-hmm. how he's kind of torturing Frankenstein. That film was heavily censored. Um, you, when I was a kid, you couldn't see the version that you saw now. There's the scene when he throws, when he ha- the little girl is counting the flower petals, and he mm-hmm. sees the beauty of the flower, and he looks at her, and he sees that she's beautiful, and he thinks that she can float like the flower petals, and he throws her in the water and murders her, and then the, t- the town is after him. You know, that scene was censored. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Frankenstein yeah. just was walking around, and then all of a sudden, the whole town was after him. You didn't really know why, you know. Um, <laughs> a lot of those were, uh, you know, like uh, in the original King Kong, when I was a kid, a lot of the, the they, would, they would cut out the scenes where King Kong was eating people and crushing people under his foot. And it wasn't until, um, what, what's his name made the, the new King Kong? Peter Jackson, that they actually found uh, a, a, a well-preserved 16-millimeter print of King Kong. And, and, um, and that's, the, that's the version that's alive today. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, well, anyway, is there any final words you'd like to say, Kat? Um, I just want to thank you guys for taking my call. It was nice to talk to you all. Um, and I love the network and I look forward to talking to you guys more. Thank you so much. It's lovely to hear your voice, Kat. Thank you. Kat, thank you, Kat. Kat's the best. Kat's yes. the best. Let me give let me give Kat a quick shout out real okay. quick. She was um she started listening to the network because of this show. Uh she she binged uh listened to all the Novak and Franz shows. <clears throat> and then she um ran out of episodes so she started going and listening to some of the other shows. Uh she like she listens to Might Be News, Relatable Radio, uh and and uh I think uh Foundation Radio as well. And uh, she was our first patron uh, on our Patreon Aww. page. Go to patreon.com slash MBN network, by the way. Yes. Patreon.com slash MBN network. And we're going to go right uh, back to the lines. <laughs> that, was, that was for emphasis. Yo, Yo, dude, what's going on on the Novak and Fran show? It's me, oh. Novak. Huh? <laughs> what's up? Yeah, yeah, good shit, man. Uh, no, I've always been curious, man. I'm like, what's your favorite type of music, dude? Boy, that's a really good question. Um, I I really love big band stuff. Not not so much Glenn Miller, uh, more like Benny Goodman, um, and you know that 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 kind of stuff. You know, Cab Calloway. Um, what's going on on your uh, on your phone there, caller? You sound a little bit. You sound like you're um, you're, you're oh, man. Like I'm I, I'm sorry, dude. Like my phone's <laughs> kind of fucked up right now. I can okay. Only talk on phone. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you just sound like you're like, you know, running or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like like uh, throwing the touchdown or whatever. But um, yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm out of the way. Of the um, you know, I really I'm, like. I'm uh, hot, man. I really like grunge. Um, you know, not so much like a lot of the mainstream stuff, but more like you know, I really like Dada and Screaming Trees. Uh, you know, you know that uh, that kind of stuff. You know, well, or, you know the eighties shit like docking and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I, I like that old, like, that glam hair metal. Oh, that's fun to listen to. Rat, 
you know, round and round goes around. <laughs> you know, that kind of yeah, stuff, yeah. man. I mean, that's fucking classic. You well, got to have mean, that I, in the I, car. Well, some's more mainstream than others, and some are better than others. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's right. Kind of genre of music, you know? Yeah, and I'm really not a not a connoisseur of it, but, you know, I, I, I love to listen to it. But, you know, on the way over here, I listened to some Peggy Lee. I listened to some Cab Calloway. I listened to the Brady Bunch soundtrack. Um, and I listened the to the, the soundtrack. Yeah, and the, and the, no, it's just it's just funny. I, I I never would have thought of that to be a thing. That oh, are you was kidding like, me? Oh yeah, I jam this all the time. You know. Yeah, I think I'll go for a walk outside now. The summer sun's calling my name. I hear you now. I just can't sit inside. You know, man, the fucking Brady. Well, bunch. like when I start Love whistling it. at work, you know, it always ends up being the Price is Right theme song. <laughs> Wait, what does? <laughs> No, the Price is Right theme song, you know. Oh, no, I think that's, uh, that's not the Price is Right. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. So what, um, (laughs) so what's your favorite band, Caller? Uh, well, I've been playing drums for 13 years and I've been really into metal music. Uh, favorite band's a really tough one to pick. It depends on the day of the year, I guess. So you're you're a drummer because there's, there's so many of them. Yeah, yeah. Who's a better drummer, Mark Han, Mark Hanna of Backwoods Payback, or Jess Margera of CKY? Now it's all up to you. Actually, you know what? I opened up for Bam once uh, a couple of years ago, and I was all excited to meet Novak, who was my hero at the time. I feel sorry I know for no good reasons. And. Uh, <laughs> You know, I I seen Jess unload my drums up, and I was like, "Yo, Jess!" And uh, he's like, "Oh, you got a little band boner?" And I was like, "No, dude. Like, you know where Novak's at? I want him to sign this book." And he's like, "Oh, he's back at rehab." And I was like, "Oh, well, that kind of sucks for me, I guess, but it's great for him, especially because it's the one that worked for him." Yeah. So wait, does that did that include the answer to who's a better drummer, Mark Hanna or Jess Margera? Actually, no, that didn't include anything. Else. <laughs> I, I thought it might have. Been. Yeah, I was. I, I thought I missed something. <laughs> Just told him Novak sorry, was in sorry, rehab, no, yeah. so uh, that makes him win. <laughs> so who's the better I'm not, drummer? Like, I, you I, have to pick. I've never seen him. I've, I've never seen him have a drum off. Uh, you're man. not getting off the phone until you pick. <laughs> well, obvious choice is to say that Jeff is because he's more recognizable. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. But that does not give Mark Hanna any less credit. That's true. Okay. All right. I, I like uh, that answer. It's, it's, it's tough to pick. I haven't heard Mark Hanna play drums a whole lot. Okay. I've obviously heard right. Jess way more than I've heard Mark, huh? well, so it's hard to pick. So uh, do you have any, any final words for our audience today? Uh, in school, kids. <laughs> well, you heard it right here on the Novak and Franz show. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hello, caller. Welcome to the Novak and Franz show without Novak. Hello, I'm Colin from uh, Richboro, PA. Hi, Colin. What's your story? What do you got? To, what do you got for us, kid? <laughs> well, uh, you know, you have great hair, Joe. I have great hair, and that was my topic: great hair. You know and it, how we take care. Yeah, you know, it is a blessing to actually be a man of my age, pushing fifty, and still have a full, lush, lavish, luxurious head of hair. No, I actually really don't want to gloat because I like I'm I. You know, it does. Uh, concern me a little bit, but if I ever start to like go bald, I'm just going to um, dye it white and kind of shave it so I look like um, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. 
But, but currently I put uh, how I style it is I don't use mousse or anything, but I use um, aloe, aloe lo- like hand lotion. And that like makes it stick to my head so it doesn't like blow around in the breeze. The one thing I used, I was at a concert and I was moshing and I took rolling rock and I poured that in my hair. And somehow, you know, that worked for me. That Incredible, does like. <laughs> You you don't always need to use like all this you know special shit they try to sell to you. That's true, and also the uh, the the sugar in the beer uh, can w- will crystallize as it dries, and which will add a little bit more body. Yes. So uh, what? Jeez, uh, where do we take this topic from here, guys? Hey, uh, so uh, what color hair does your girlfriend have? Um, I'm pretty single. Oh, you're pretty single. Okay. Well, if you could imagine your girlfriend, what uh, what color hair would she have? I would say I'm um, a little more on the curlier side. Okay, good. Like, now, uh, now, imagine her boobs. What do they look like? Are they large or small? <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. I'm more of an ass man. Me too. Me too. <laughs> well, we agree. Well, caller, thank you so much. If there's nothing else, well, we'll, we'll go to the next call, and I really appreciate you calling in. Is there anything else? Any last words? Hmm? One, yeah, one last question. Yes, I'm sir. a huge fan of that movie, uh, Where the Fuck is Santa Claus? That makes one what of us. What was your favorite memory from filming that movie? The end of filming that movie. <laughs> I hated making that movie. No, 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 and I really did. And a lot of people think that um, I say this because there was, you know, I got... When I was asleep, I got my hair cut off in the movie, and I was the victim of a lot of pranks. Making that movie was one of the least fun experiences of my entire life. Um, I came up with the concept for that movie. I wrote the movie. All the creativity was put in the hands of a very corporate environment, I, I guess is a way to say it. The It was obviously... <clears throat> it's obviously scripted, right? I mean... You know, you can't just deliver a movie and just make up your own movie. It's not like the old CKY videos where you just make things up as you go along with a general storyline. So, but man, it's just, and, and and it's no one in particular's fault. Like, I'm not blaming it on any particular person. Like, you know, I mean, we had a very capable director. Joe DeVito was a great guy. Um, you know, we had, you know, there was there was just very talented people on it, but just... Everyone was in such a bad place when we made that film. I mean, Bam had just gotten, uh, you know, I mean, he had gotten married and and he started drinking. A- Are you yawning? <laughs> what is that noise? He's yawning at you. Are you that yawning? Blowing, the, that was me blowing smoke. I'm oh. smoking a cigarette, but I'm. Oh, okay. That's all right. smoke in up your ass. It's all right. It's all right. I'm, I'm no longer. Would you prefer insulted. me to repeat everything you said back then? <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. I like this. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, it was just, you know, it was, a, it was a culmination of a lot of bad things. I mean, Novak's addiction was, was you know, starting to really take over. And I was very disappointed because it was just a very uncreative, unfun endeavor. Um, Chad was not unmiserable, um, during the entire course of that film. And, um, that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I'm going to say. So, all right. Gotcha. Thanks for taking my call. All right, brother. Thank you so much for calling in. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, is this Joe? Yes, it is. Hello. Hi, Joe. Um, so do you guys have a topic? No, you'd have the topic. 
Okay. So um, my topic I wanted to ask um, you all is uh, favorite place in the world and why. Okay. Uh, CJ, why don't you start? Um, um, the Exton Mall. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I haven't been there in years. Um, it's nothing now. Yeah, it's pretty much nothing but a doctor's office now. What's your favorite place? <clears throat> what was the question? Favorite your favorite place. place on earth. It could be a country. It could be a bar. Oh. It could be a town. It could be uh, your basement. I don't know. Come I, on, guys. I think like, fast. I like the Inner Harbor. <coughs> Which one? Baltimore. Ah, really? Yeah. Well, we were just down there, how they fixed it all up and everything. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. And it is nice to dine on Baltimore Crab. Yeah. I had a great time in Jamaica. However, I think that I would my I would say my favorite place is the resort I was at, not where outside of the resort. Right. Not not in not in the jungles <laughs> yeah. where there's people waiting to shoot you yeah. and <laughs> chop your arms off with machetes. Kidnap yeah. you. Yeah, uh so caller, <laughs> I, I got it down to two places. My first is San Francisco. Uh, I love that town. I love the, the the people. I love the sights. I love the air. I love the views. I mean, it, it's just a fun place to walk around. Um, I could never afford to live anywhere that I'd want to live in San Francisco. Um, so my other place, it's such a beautiful place, is Iceland. Oh, my God. I, I've never seen... Uh, a, a, any other place like this? And and when I, I was there twice, once during the uh, the, the Ryan Dunn Stevo tour, and then one during our Iceland waterfall film that we made, where we dumped Ryan Dunn over the bar over the barrel, uh, over the waterfall in a barrel, and I was shooting sixteen millimeter there, and just I guess it's because of the thinning ozone, but there was a, this this magical hue over everything. I don't know, maybe it's it was the mist, or maybe it was the the diffused light. But there's just something beautiful and ancient and magical about Iceland. But I have a strange story about Iceland. Would you like me to share it, caller? This is very strange. Absolutely. Okay, this is, this, is, this is really fucking weird, actually. So, you know how every country, like, for example, when you go to New Zealand, you have the indigenous people called the Maori, right? You know, you have, uh, in America, you have what we refer to as the Native American, or a lot of them like to be called Indians. You know, so there were were a race of people that did. Okay, so most of the people there are tall, very pale, white skinned, with light hair and male pattern baldness. And the women look the same, minus the male pattern baldness. I mean, the, the the women are basically fucking Amazons. You know, beautiful people, but there's a whole other race of people that almost look. Uh, Asian. They are. Um, they're short. They have dark hair, dark eyes, uh, yellowish pale skin. And so, you know, as I'm talking to the Icelanders, I'm like, "Who are those people over there? What do you call them?" And they would look at the people and they would say, "What people?" I would say, "Those people right there. What do you call them?" And they would say, "Oh, well, uh, they're from somewhere else." And I said, well, no, I'm looking at a group of them. They're over there. There's a group of them over there. I see them all over the place in clusters. What, what, uh, what is the, and, and everybody in Iceland would say, no, there are no indigenous people here. We don't have them. This country, and they would say this as a point of pride. 
the women would say this. They would say that the strongest men, the 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 mystique around their country, the their heritage is that it was a deserted island, and the strongest men got on Viking ships and went and kidnapped and raped the most attractive women in the world and brought them to that island and created their own new race of people. Now, they say this, women would say this, that their ancestors were raped as a point of honor because they were they were raped because they were the most beautiful women. It was crazy. I've never heard such a tale. And so they denied that there were a there was another race of people there that was still there. So I said, listen, are you familiar with Bjork, the musical artist? And they would say, of course, Bjork is a national treasure. And I said, okay, Bjork does not have blonde hair or blue eyes, and she's not tall. She's short with dark hair and dark eyes and yellowish pale skin. What do you call her race? And they said, she is like us, but when she was a child, her parents beat her. So her blue eyes became brown and her blonde hair became dark because of all the abuse. That is how in denial they are the fact that there are two races of people there. It was very fucking strange. Everybody was synced to the same story. I asked oh, probably 50 different fucking people what this other race of people were and none of them, they, would all, they were all in denial. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. I've never heard anything like that. Wow. I, I live in Denver, Colorado, man. I deal with something similar where there's this, you probably heard it by now. Yeah, you guys don't like to admit there's Italians. Not only kidding. No, it's, it's, it's where they're, um, if someone's lived here for like 20 years or they were born here, they claim native status, you know, and it's basically this condescending, you know, label that people, you know, put on anyone that, you know, like isn't from here you know like if someone's native from here apparently like there's bumper stickers that say oh my child's of native native status and it's honestly it's ridiculous well you know i mean the economy's booming there so much because you guys legalized the old the old weed so it's like from what i hear you got like ten thousand new people moving there every month everyone wants to get in on it it's it's a nice place to live i mean aside from all that it's it's incredible. Yeah, you know? yeah I've, I, mean, I've, I spent a lot of time out in Colorado. I, I filmed a uh, a show there. I spent uh, spent a couple months there. Um, plus, I've passed through there many times on my other uh, shooting excursions. Absolutely, it's it's a magical place. What's that? Uh, what's that Red Rock? Uh, that Red Rock place where they have the concerts. What's that called? Uh, Red Rock Amphitheater. Yeah. Oh my God, that's fucking insane. Now, now, have you ever done mushrooms? While you were there? Uh, no. No, I haven't, actually. Well, I mean, good. Never do them. <laughs> They're bad for you, from- and I'm against it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the poorest part of the country, man. You know, I had to move here and basically start from square one. Where are you from? Uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Well, it's one of the poorest parts of the country. You're from Cleveland. What's your uh, religious background? Um, My religious background, I was raised Catholic. I see. Now, what do you yeah. think of all the pedophilia problems in the Catholic Church? Good question. I personally am not. Um, I'm more of a nihilist now. I don't. Ha- I don't subscribe to a religion. Not since uh, age like twenty. A nihilist or an agnostic? Probably more agnostic. You know, optimistic nihilist is what I. I was what my religious views. I. 
identify as. I see. Describe what it is to be an agnostic, uh, a, a, a uh, whatever you just said. An optimistic nihilist is just understanding that because in life there's no, you know, nothing is given anything. Things are constantly changing, you know, nothing in life, you know, lasts forever. You just have to enjoy it while you're here. Well, I you know, couldn't. And, and yes, go ahead. I was going to say, and while you're here and to just enjoy it, you know, the people that you're with and every second you get with them. I couldn't have written a more poignant end to this show because that's just how we started here on the Novak and Franz show. And thank you so much for calling. And ladies and gentlemen, there it is. That's karma. That's fate right there. Creating a full circle of conversation. Enjoy things while you can while you're on this earth. Take a look around at the people who you love and who love you and the things you love to do and try and enjoy them. If, if we can all squeeze in 10% more of the things that we love in this world, we'll all be in a better place. This is the end of the Novak and Franz show without Novak. And um, I would like everyone within the sound of my voice to go to patreon.com slash MBN network. And uh, there's some really cool stuff available on there. And also, for autographed copies of Dream Seller and our graphic novel, The Brandon Novak Chronicle, starring the CKY crew, Rab, Rake, Bam, Phil, April, Don Vito, and Ryan Dunn, all together in one more CKY adventure in The Brandon Novak Chronicles. You can get those on brandonnovak.com internationally. For national uh, USA orders, you can get those on Amazon.com. And thank you so much. And Taylor, please take the microphone. Uh, I just had one more thing to add uh, other than obviously, like you just said, patreon.com slash MBN network. Go there, check it out. Subscribe, support the network. It would help us out big time. The other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, now on, on our SoundCloud page for the network, uh, CJ actually added playlists for all the different shows. Oh, I saw that. That's great. So you can go in and you can you can go to the Novak and Franz and binge all the episodes in order. And you don't have to search. You don't have to search. You don't have to go through because we're putting out episodes on the network uh, just about every day yeah. during the week. So um, if you if you haven't listened to those other shows and you just want to listen to this, that's the easiest way to binge it. Also, if you want to get into some of the other shows, the other great shows that we have on the network. That's an easy way to do it, too. You can find it all on mbnnetwork.com. Uh, go to patreon.com slash mbnnetwork to subscribe for bonus content and a bunch of goodies that we'll be sending out to you. Uh, it's great stuff. So thank you yeah, guys for listening. Yeah, and, and CJ, it is really cool that it's playlist, too. Because oh, yeah. it, it's, it's so fucking easy now. Like, I was confused before because it's hard. Like, you go on SoundCloud, then you got it. There's no fucking playlist and all this stuff. But this is really cool. You go right to mbnnetwork.com, right? You click on it. You can pick... Your favorite platform, whether it's yeah. uh, what Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, what else are we right, on? Right. SoundCloud, uh, whatever. Yeah, YouTube, that. whatever. Yeah. So, yep. so, so you, you pick what your favorite one is of choice, which one you like to listen to the most, and boom, your playlist comes up, man. You just go for it. And again, while you're on there, I want you to browse all the other wonderful shows that the NBN Network uh, has. I mean, I mean, there's some fucking great stuff on there, so you know. 
um, you know, drink your beer, smoke your weed, and listen. No, I'm gonna kid. No. No, just uh, you know, just relax and listen to the NBNnetwork.com. We love you. If you and need we'll... weed, Trevor has it. Yes, yeah. yes, Trevor has. Holler at Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening. I will talk to you next time.